Welcome to 321 iRelaunch. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO of iRelaunch. We bring you the most effective career reentry products and services. In each episode of 321 iRelaunch, we'll be speaking with guest experts in the career reentry space to help make your transition back to work smooth and successful. Today's topic is the key step you cannot skip to relaunch your career successfully. Today, we are speaking with Carol Welch of Carol Welch Consulting. Carol is a certified coach with the International Coach Federation and a former practicing attorney. Carol supports and advises professionals in all fields on career development, reentry, and transition issues. Carol is also an iRelaunch bootcamp coach. Hi, Carol. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be having this conversation with you today because one of the bigger pitfalls that I find with people who are relaunching their careers is that they want to jump right into the resume writing, interview prep uh, part of the process because it feels like you're really accomplishing something if you're focusing on those um, concrete tasks. But we really think that there are some uh, preliminary key steps that people have to take to start their uh, relaunch that even before they get into resumes and interviews and the rest of those job search tactics. And I wanted to uh, talk to you about what some of those steps are. So can you just talk a little bit about how you advise people who are at the beginning of this process um, about these important steps. Absolutely. And you are so right. It seems to me that relaunchers and reentry people um, want to really dive in and get busy with tactical things like resumes and cover letters and preparing for interviews. And all that is important and certainly has its place in the relaunch process. But there's also a more sort of fundamental and foundational piece that needs to be dealt with before you put yourself out there in the job market. And it's basically a process of kind of taking inventory, taking stock of who you are and what you have to offer. Um, it's, a, it's an introspective self-assessment process. And when I suggest to some relaunchers that they really need to do this as the foundation of their job search, some of them have actually said to me, I don't have time or luxury to do that. I really need to get a job. But I really, really, um, I really encourage them to conduct a self-assessment process because it really has a practical purpose in a job search. Yes, you know, I, I completely agree. And I think one of the reasons people are hesitant to dive into that process is it's really hard. And there are parts of it that feel overwhelming and it's hard to figure out the starting point and ending point and to understand what the goals are that you get at the end. But it feels to me that the ultimate goal is you want to get clarity on exactly what you want to do. And that process can be uh, really different at the moment of relaunch than it was much earlier in your career. So can you just break down for us some of the components of going through this career assessment process so people understand um, what they should be thinking about and what the end goal really is? 
Absolutely. And, and you, you're correct that, that it's, it's actually the, the tough part of the process because um, it's some deep, introspective, thoughtful work. And for many people who have kind of gone from one career to another or perhaps from a career directly to staying home and, and raising a family or caring for parents or, or doing something else, um, they never got to hit the pause button and really think about some of the issues that are part of a self-assessment process. Um, and, and before I kind of move into what they are, I just want to tell you that when you, when you do hit the job market and, um, you need to tell a prospective employer very clearly and succinctly and art articulately what you have to offer and bring to the table, both in terms of your skills and who you are as a person. And if you haven't thought that through really carefully and developed the language around that, um, you're going to show up in the job market as not a very compelling uh, candidate because you didn't sort of do that work in advance. Um, you know, some other reasons why conducting a self-assessment is really important is that it will, it will give you clarity on what your skills are and you won't go sort of barking up all the wrong trees in your job search. You'll know much more clearly having conducted a self-assessment what types of jobs you are well qualified and suited for and which ones you aren't. So you won't waste a lot of time in your job search hunting down things that you know that you would not otherwise if you hadn't conducted this process. You'll also know what your trade-offs are. Part of a self-assessment process is getting very clear on what's important to you about work. What are your motivated skills? What do you love being good at that you want to do in your next role? What, what do you have to bring to the table? And um, what can you, you know, what's a non-negotiable for you? What are some things that you do not want to have present in your relaunch position? So, so those are just some of the reasons why it's really important to, to conduct this process. Um, and back to your question. So, so one of the fundamental things that you assess in yourself as part of a self-assessment process are your skills. Um, what can you do when you go to apply for a job? That employer has some need or want or headache, and it's your job to tell them how you can solve that that problem or alleviate that headache. And the way you can do that is by offering your skills. So whether they are raising money or researching or um, you know, solving problems or organizing things or negotiating, you need to very clearly and articulately talk about what your skills are. Um, if you're relaunching into an area that's somewhat different than what you've done in the past, you have another job to do, which is you need to connect the dots for the prospective employer on how you're utilizing those skills in the past at another employer or for another client or customer how you, you're using those skills in the past can be relevant in this position that you are pursuing now. Um, Carol, let me just um, jump in there for a second. So when you're saying to go through this process of figuring out your skills, are there some formal career assessment tools that you recommend people use? Or is it simply a matter of asking yourself what you love doing the most and are best at? Like, how do people figure out what their best skills are? Well, um, first of all, certainly you're going to sit down and reflect on and take stock of all the work that you've done in the past. And as I know, I relaunch really encourages relaunchers to 
not discount or dilute the value of community experiences, volunteer experiences that they've been involved in during their time away from the paid work world. So what you're going to do is sort of stand back and take a look at all the skills that you've developed both in paid and unpaid contexts and really get clear on what those skills are and how you've used those skills to to have impact, to add value to different employers, organizations, customers, clients. And then the next step would be to think about which of those skills do you love using that you, you know, which, which, do you, which ones do you really love being good at? And those will be um, sort of the telling uh, pieces of, of where you may want to be heading or what you're going to target in your, in your relaunch job search. Got it. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry. So I interrupted you. So, so you were just talking about the first piece was to identify these skills, but then um, there are other pieces of, of the uh, self-assessment process. So what are some of the other pieces that people have to be thinking about? Absolutely. Um, your values. Um, a lot of people sort of, you know, go from day to day and they, um, they, they work hard, but they don't think about what their work-related values are. And these are different than skills. Um, in, in Boot Camp 1, we, we did a lot of work around work-related values and drivers. Um, and basically, these are the things that make work rewarding for you. Um, values are essentially emotionally driven things that sometimes it's clear why a certain value is important to a person and sometimes it's not clear but they are your values and if they're important to you that's kind of all that matters some examples of work related values are working for something that has a social a positive social impact or um, the the need to have work that has intellectual challenge or um, perhaps it is a need to be part of a team um, perhaps it is to make a certain amount of money. Um, people have all different sorts of work-related values and drivers. And before you hit the job market as a relauncher, it's important to really get clear on what, what your work-related values are. Why do you want to work and what about work is important to you? Got it. Thank you. And I love those examples. Um, it really helps uh, me and uh, I'm sure our listeners visualize and, and think about um, what what the word values means, because it's, it's normally, I would say, pretty hard to define. Um, so one thing that you were talking about was, uh, you, you know, People doing this, this kind of re-examination, you know, when you're relaunching a career, you have this moment um, in time where you've been able to really step back and reflect on whether you were even on the right career path to begin with. Um, and we sometimes at iRelaunch think about how people almost accidentally fall into their first careers, either by falling into some major in school and taking a job in, in a related field. And if they get a second job in that same field, um, the next thing you know, you've got a career and then they're just focused on the career. And it's not until they take their career break that they have a chance to reflect on whether that was the right career path for themselves. Or, you know, maybe they were fulfilling someone's expectations, like their parents, and, and they their career break allows them to step back and think about how they want to do something completely different. Um, so um, when you're 
thinking about the next um, pieces of the process, do they um, relate to that situation where you're in that period of reflection and um, now you're thinking about, do I uh, go back to exactly what I left, something related, or relaunch in an entirely different direction? Um, absolutely. The, 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 that pause button and that, that sort of break where you are just about to relaunch and you're thinking about all of these things really affords for a lot of people um, a very special opportunity to take a second bite at their career apple and um, maybe more thoughtfully and purposefully and mindfully pursue something that is meaningful to them and sort of resonates them in a way that maybe their first uh, job or career out of grad school or, or law school or business school uh, didn't. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of get on a path and they put one foot in front of the other and whether it's because they had loans or um, had certain other, you know, issues of using their degree or prestige or whatever, they kind of go down a road that maybe they didn't fully intend to, but they enjoy the work and it's fine. When, when you're about to relaunch, you really have this wonderful opportunity to step back and really think about, um, about pursuing work that is maybe more, more meaningful to you or includes more of your work-related values that perhaps were not present in past positions that you've had. And in my own work with hundreds of relaunchers, um, I've seen them draw upon personal experiences sometimes, uh, things that they've done through their, their children, their families, in their communities, um, in, through nonprofit work, um, or through you know other part-time paid positions that they want to grow into a full-time role. I've, I've really seen people um, find uh, opportunities for figuring out areas to pursue that maybe they never had a chance to consider before. So Carol, um, can you talk about um, some other components of this process that people should be considering? Um, I, I believe that you had told me originally there were four different pieces. There were skills, values, and then two others. Yes. Um, a couple of the other pieces of the self-assessment process are um, personality. Um, it's important to sort of reflect on, and you might think, well, um, what does that have to do with uh, my professional life or what does it matter what my personality is like as I as I begin to relaunch myself it does matter if if you are uh, looking to relaunch yourself into an employment venue or in an area where certain personality traits are highly valued maybe um, being entrepreneurial or being particularly team oriented or uh, being even extremely optimistic, um, or being very comfortable working alone and in a solitary uh, environment. These are important things for you to know about yourself as you go out there to you know, begin your relaunch. Because um, again, as I said earlier, um, perhaps your personality is well suited for a particular area, or perhaps it's not. But this is information that it's important to, to know about yourself before you hit the job market. And then the other area was your interests. For, uh, for relaunchers who really are, they know they want to return, but they're at somewhat of a loss um, as to what that, that area of, for their career is going to be. Um, we, career coaches and counselors will often ask, you know, what are you interested in? What, what do you read when you open the Sunday paper? What kinds of things 
um, matter to you or get you excited or engaged? And, and that's just, those are really fundamental questions. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the answer to what job you should have next is in those questions. But they can, the answers to those questions can certainly be very telling about where a person can begin to, to look to relaunch themselves. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Arminia Ibarra working identity approach where she recommends that, and it's really for career transitioners, whether or not you've uh, taken a career break, for, but for people who are exploring a brand new field to try to find opportunities where maybe you can shadow someone who's doing um, a role that you might aspire to or possibly take on what we call a strategic volunteering role uh, where you kind of try out that, that new career without you know, taking the step of getting a paid job um, in it. I think it's fantastic. And I'm glad you bought, brought up Erminia Ibarra because her book, Working Identity, I think is one of the best career transition books out there. And um, the concept that you're, that you're talking about that she covers in the book is all about how career transition, and that includes relaunching, it's an incredibly experiential process. It's not something that you do from behind your computer screen or your your laptop at night. Learning about where you should be relaunching yourself or transitioning yourself career-wise is something that you figure out by going out in the world and having conversations with people or shadowing people at their jobs or going to um, a class or a conference or a program or a lecture. Um, You you begin to sort of um, be able to visualize yourself more in that field or in that employment venue or in that industry. And that really helps you to, uh, to have a vision of yourself in that area and helps you, propels you forward. So I think, I think that's a really important uh, concept for career transition and relaunching. You know, we also talk about the concept of uh, strategic volunteering, which is essentially taking on volunteer roles that are in line with your career goals, in part to do this kind of trying out. Um, So, you know, uh, an example I like to use is if you want to manage uh, construction projects, maybe you take on a weekend build for Habitat for Humanity. But I just wanted to point out a few resources Idealist.org, volunteermatch.org are two websites that are essentially global databases of volunteer opportunities. And then there's also catchafire.org, which is more project-based volunteer opportunities um, that, and many of them are, are remote. So just to give people a few resources, um, if they're thinking about trying out a new career direction and want to use strategic volunteering to help them in that process. Uh, So, Carol, I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, certain tools, career assessment tools, and which ones happen to be your personal favorites. Um, I know that uh, in, you know, in Back on the Career Track and at iRelaunch in our boot camps, uh, we use the Job Building Blocks Worksheet, uh, which is a tool that we created uh, as a way of looking at each of your significant prior work and volunteer experiences, um, breaking them into components, identifying which of those components you love the most and are best at, extracting them, putting them in a pile, and then examining that pile of extracted components and building back up a new career path for yourself, which you can do on your own or with a group of trusted 
friends and family or with a boot camp group or with a career coach. Um, but there are other, you know, established career assessment tools. And I was just interested in hearing um, your opinion on which ones you think are particularly effective. Okay. Um, well, there are a lot of assessments out there. And depending on which part of the self-assessment process you are seeking support in, there could very well be um, a good assessment out there for you to take. So, uh, for example, if you were looking for some information and support about your um, your personality, your psychological preferences, Myers-Briggs would be a great assessment for you. Um, if you were not sure about what your skills, competencies, and abilities were, there's something called the Highland Battery Assessment, and, and that could be helpful. Um, if you are not sure about what you're interested in, some people don't know what they like or what they feel strongly about, the Strong Interest Inventory uh, could help you with that. There's another one called DISC, D-I-S-C, and that sort of measures, um, it's a behavioral assessment. It, it, it measures uh, different behaviors. So basically, if you were to um, figure out what part of your self-assessment process you maybe are struggling with or need support with, you could find online a particular assessment. And some of them um, you can actually take online. Some offer some sort of test drives and portions of them for free, and others you need to pay for, and then you could receive, um, you know, a, an online report for whatever the fee was that you you paid. Um, certain coaches um, are certified to administer these tests. So if you found a coach who was certified to administer, for example, Myers Briggs, you could see that coach in in person and 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 take that test and then get the results. Um, for, for other people who perhaps are not looking for an actual assessment, but they feel that they need support in this process, um, you know, many people overlook their college or graduate or professional school career services offices. And the, the counselors in those offices are there to support alumni. And they're often um, very well equipped to help guide you through some of these uh, pieces of the self-assessment process or at least direct you to some really good resources. Um, you know, some other things, just uh, I always recommend that people have a sort of a personal board of advisors, some few close friends or or past colleagues who know them well and can give them honest and objective feedback on some of these things. So certainly um, talking with people who support you in your relaunch process um, could really be helpful in getting some clarity around some of these components of the self-assessment process. Excellent. Thank you so much for such a comprehensive review. So, um, for example, if I was interested in taking Myers-Briggs, just to sort of recap, I could look that up online, pay directly, and then I take an online Myers-Briggs survey uh, and does it take like an hour does it take three hours uh, like and you have to do it all at once like how does that work yes you can go online and uh, I believe that there are different versions of the Myers-Briggs some are more extensive than others but uh, there are questions that are set up in a way that are designed to measure how you would respond to or what is more appealing to you or more attractive to you in various scenarios. 
And then once you um, get the results, then there is a way to correlate those results with certain types of jobs, or then is that like a whole new analysis that you have to do? I think that's that's where if you are looking to sort of take the results of something like that even further, um, a Myers-Briggs certified coach um, could help guide you toward certain either types of careers and, for example, in the case of lawyers, certain practice areas where people who generally or frequently have those designations that the Myers-Briggs uh, produces, where, where those people tend to either gravitate for work or tend to find success. So like if you're an extrovert and you have certain other qualities, they might say you should be a litigator or something like that. You know, we have seen over the years, um, alumni career services departments uh, get very developed. Some, some alumni career services departments have elaborate offerings. Um, some even include uh, coaches that um, not, not only do they help you access these career assessment tools at a discounted rate or sometimes free, but a few um, schools um, will offer coaches to help you interpret them. So uh, definitely make sure that you check in with your alma mater to see uh, what kind of services they offer. Um, all right, well, that's extremely helpful. Um, Carol, can you um, talk about if someone hires a coach one-on-one, -on -one, what is that process? Like, where does the coach start? And let's say a person um, ends up with, or, uh, with, ends up with results that show that there are two options that they could pursue that are really different, um, but they're pretty strongly interested in both. Do you advise a person in that situation to move forward on both fronts or to ultimately eliminate one? When I uh, meet with a client who is looking to begin a career transition or, or a relaunch, and they have uh, a couple of possible job search tracks, um, I absolutely encourage them to conduct thoughtful, thorough job searches along each of the tracks. I find, in my experience, that most people can't... Um, it becomes a bit unwieldy if you have more than, I would say, three job search tracks, particularly if they're very unrelated to each other and require very separate types of strategic volunteering or separate types of networking. But Absolutely. Um, there's no reason why, if you have um, interest in a couple of different areas, why you shouldn't conduct job searches under each. And like a lot of things in life, sometimes as you proceed along your separate job search tracks, um, you may begin to feel that search track A is, is more interesting to you and probably the one that you like better, but perhaps an opportunity presents itself in track B. And then, you know, that would be a rich problem to have, but you would have to decide whether you, you wanted to take that. It's, it's like many things, it's, you know, timing and, and, a, and a, a bit of luck. Um, but there's no reason why you need to decide that, you know, on one single job search track. In fact, I think it's wiser to have a couple. Um, and then just a technical question about coaching. Uh, do you work with people only in person or does coaching um, sometimes start with one meeting in person and then it's on the phone or through Skype afterward or how does that part of it proceed? 
Um, well, I work with people either in person or by telephone or by Skype, depending upon where they are. And generally, uh, so say, for example, a person um, came to me and they were looking to begin a relaunch process and they felt like they needed some support. Um, we would begin by really uh, looking at whatever shape their resume might be in. We would sort of walk through their um, their career background and the work that I do with a lot of relaunchers includes fleshing out and parsing through their non-paid work um, uh, skills and experiences so that they can be highlighted um, on their resume in a, in, a, in a compelling and valuable way. But um, I like to really get to know a client first and I like to sort of talk through a lot of the self-assessment components that I talked about earlier and then um, support them in developing a, um, a focused and sensible job search strategy that includes very specific action items that are, are well thought out and really targeted rather than kind of all over the place. So it sounds to me, Carol, like the coaching can really be effective, um, whether it's face-to-face, in-person, or whether uh, it's over the phone or Skype. Does, is, that, is that accurate? Absolutely. Great. So, you know, it's interesting because at iRelaunch, uh, we have two different boot camps, and uh, Carol's been involved in both. Uh, these the boot camps are in two categories. Boot camp one is on assessing career options and boot camp two is on job search tactics. So the way we divide the process up, we spend four weeks, an entire boot camp on assessing career options because we think it's that important in the process to figure out exactly what you want to do to get that clarity and that you can't even move on to the second part of the process, which is our boot camp two job search tactics job search tactics, which is essentially uh, conveying to an employer uh, the through the language um, that you use on your resume and also in your interviews on how you can add the most value. Uh, but we really feel like those processes are sequential um, and that you can't even dive into that uh, developing language and materials conveying your full value until you figured out exactly what you want to do. Absolutely. So, Carol, in closing, uh, I want to ask you a question that we like to ask all of our podcast guests, and it's what is your favorite piece of relaunch advice? Even if you're repeating something that we already discussed on today's podcast, I'm interested in hearing what uh, is your favorite piece of advice for relaunchers. Absolutely. Um, And my favorite bit of advice actually relates to what we've been talking about today, and that is... Um, I would like to say that I think relaunchers should resist that urge to dive in at 90 miles an hour and take the time to conduct a thorough, um, in-depth self-assessment process because I guarantee you that you will show up in the job market as a more compelling and confident candidate when you know exactly who you are and that includes the good, the bad, and the ugly, and what you have to offer and bring to the table. I love that piece of advice. Thank you so much, Carol, and thank you for being with us today. Thank you very much. If you have any comments or questions, please email us at info at 
irelaunch.com. That's I-R-E-L-A-U-N-C-H.com. And be sure to visit our website, irelaunch.com.